should you decide to accept it. Welcome back to another week of the Your Mission Pod. This is Alonzo's week, so we listen to Tame Impala's Currents. Alonzo, you want to talk about Currents? Just an overview? Of sure. Currents? Yeah, currents? I've been li- I listened, yeah, so I've been a fan, been a fan of them before. I think the first time I really listened to their stuff was Lonerism. I think I saw the video for, I think it was Mind Mischief? Which we're going to watch, and hopefully don't get shut down by Jeff Bezos, because there's some really cool Very stuff that death. happens in that. But uh, yeah, I think I saw that video, and I was like, okay, who the fuck is this? And then listened to the record, really liked the record a lot, then went back, and I hate this, <laughs> I always forget the name of the record before, is I... Inner Speaker? Inner Speaker, there you go. I knew it with an I. Went back, listened to that. And so when I, so this is, you know, so fast forward 2015, I was listening to, let me think here. I don't know. I heard that they were coming out with a new album and I think they released, I think the first single was the first track, Let It Happen. And I remember listening to it and I remember thinking, okay, this is cool because they're taking a lot of the stuff they were doing before and just changing the arrangement. And I love synthesizers, and I love especially like the old ones and like the old the old sounds. And so I was just like, okay, cool. This is really neat that they're going a little bit more, a little bit more dance. I'm not gonna say yeah. a little bit more pop because that's not fair. It's not fair because well, I think these songs are I, I think these songs are more complex than your yeah. typical pop song. Yeah, and that, that song in particular, right? The yeah. bridge has this like great breakdown that lasts for an incredibly long time. But it's like the song completely rebuilds in a really interesting way. Yeah. And pop music doesn't typically do that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna call this like pop or whatever. Like fuck that. It's it's just it has it has a def- very like definite like aesthetic that's like that's a little bit more dancey and a little more synthy and a little more grounded in that world. So yeah. I started listening to this shit super hard when I started my consulting company right around that time and right around the time my twins were born too. This was just like, I was just listening to this all the time. So I feel like 2015, like at least a big chunk of 2015, like this was the soundtrack. For sure. What were you gonna say, Tim? I was just gonna say that I read that I don't know if you guys have also read this or knew this already, but the reason that Currents became a thing is because Kevin Parker went to a wedding and one of his friends as like a joke slash prank was like, had got the DJ to play a Tame Impala song. And uh, when they put it, and it doesn't say which one, but when they put it on, like people cleared off the dance floor, Mm. which I find strange. First of all, because so much of his like prior stuff is, I would I would dance to that, but then mm-hmm. again, I <laughs> probably wouldn't dance to a lot of things that other people. But it apparently really hurt his feelings. He was like, what? Nobody wants to dance to Tame Impala? He's fuck it, I'm gonna make a dance album. And then Currents happened, which I think <laughs> is helpful context and explains a lot of it, what you're hearing. Yeah, it's, but it's, I feel like it's a dance. It's, I know, I've listened to dance records and yeah. they typically don't have this song, for example. Like, yeah. you can't dance it. This is yeah. just Whoa. like some sort of sad, <laughs> sad, like... All right. <laughs> no, 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 Here, here's the thing. I think that this album has a pretty good split slash mix of songs that are like energetic I would dance to mm-hmm. versus songs that are like, that give me, and, and this is in my notes several times, sixth grade dance vibes and um not in a good, i was gonna say not in a good way <laughs> but i don't think there's i don't think there's any way that you that i could get sixth grade dance vibes that would be good like that's just not <laughs> a good association Ooh. that i can do so but I this can... is one of them so this yeah. kind of gives me like like awkward slow dance vibes, I think. wow okay hold on wait can i go back to the sixth grade dance stuff because sure. like, this is good yeah. stuff i think maybe for the audience like we had sixth grade dances because I don't know. I before I lived in West Virginia, I lived in other places, and they didn't have dances for the people that if kids that young. So I remember when I got to Petersburg in fifth grade. <laughs> like I got there, I showed up, I was in class. 
we go to the playground and the very first thing all the little boys were like came up to me and they were asking me was who are you gonna go with and i was like go where i didn't even know what the fuck they were talking yeah. it was just like completely so and they, they were like well such and such goes with this girl such goes with that girl and then everything built everything was like building up to like the school dance or whatever which all the different dances and i just didn't even know how to process any of that shit it was just like bizarre to me hard same <laughs> like the phrase go with was not in my vocabulary and i was like if they just decided to get rid of the word out so instead of saying go out with it was just going with people <laughs> this, so this is a west virginia thing this comes up in this house all of the time where what? there are certain phrases yeah. that get left like components of a phrase right yeah, yeah. the track oh, to be is a thing that i leave out of a lot of statements the carpet needs swept the carpet doesn't need shit like the carpet, <laughs> the carpet doesn't need the carpet needs to be swept so it's it just you just there are these linguistic shortcuts yeah. that are part of and and i as i guess the only one of the three of us that was there for the lead up to the time frame that alonzo is talking about like that was your only frame of reference to any of it. Right. Like, this, is why, this is why I had to interrupt and uh. like just explain to people. Like this was a thing. The sixth grade dances were a thing for us, at least. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think they largely happened because everyone was so spread out. So like me, for example, being all the way out where I was, mm -hmm. it's not like I got to hang out with people after school, or at least not until I got to be like 15, 16. As an elementary school kid with no driver's license and no car, like opportunities for socialization were tough because you were 20 miles out in the middle of nowhere. So I think that might be part of the reason they had stuff for kids younger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I actually moved there in like 89, 90, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very weird. It was all very weird. It was all very weird. I didn't know how it to be. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't less weird because I grew up there. It's yeah. still weird. It just, more yeah, it was more familiar. I could speak the language. Right? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't imagine how jarring it would be. I call that um I call that naturalized. I wasn't born here, but I'm now naturalized after. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. One other thing. I remember the first dance I went to. So keep in mind, this is 1992, and I just lived in Miami, and like the clothes that people were just different. So this was like late 80s, early 90s Miami. So it's like it's a lot of pastels, let's say. And I show up there. <laughs> like some whatever pastel pants or whatever <laughs> and I remember I was like dancing with one of the girls and one of the girls was like telling me like you should wear different pants <laughs> like basically just friendly like, advice <laughs> I don't know what this is but it is not helping yeah exactly it was just like friendly advice so I got some jeans <clears throat> so I made sure to go the next time I got I went back I went to the next dance I, I wore some jeans but yeah. it was just like a, such a weird thing. And I don't, I actually don't have ne necessarily negative associations with all that stuff. And I think a, a movie that did a really great job of capturing that is Napoleon Dynamite. There's a part where he's dancing with this girl that wouldn't call it a romance exactly, but it's like they're friendly with each other. And I think it's, they're dancing to like Forever Young or something. And I feel like that is exactly, that feels exactly right. Like yeah. <laughs> that late 80s, early 90s, whatever. In incredibly awkward doing something that, yeah, yes. you don't have any understanding of. You're just like, I think we're supposed to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. so super weird, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, so this, for me, like, this was like, so this dropped two days before my birthday in 2015. And like, for me, this is a like pensive, but like very positive album. Like it's a breakup album, but it's like the other side of the breakup. And there's a lot of these pieces where, yeah, I was like thinking about like the things that had happened over the previous couple of years where like I had had a pretty long-term relationship collapse. And at the time this dropped, like I was, I rebuilt my life, was in a really happy, like, really good place. 
and had met Aubrey a couple months before this came out and it hadn't become a thing yet but there were these little moments of oh this could be an interesting thing to get back into like this could be very so yeah it was like like this album has a lot of Kevin Parker definitely felt like he had a window on like the things that went through my brain at that time frame like both in the situational components and the way that the songs talk about like a thing falling apart and like rebuilding yourself on the other side of it and there's some really weird stuff like past life yeah. this, this is like two songs happening at the same time right like it's a spoken word piece with a lot of the depth and then it's just this very simple kind of like 1950s sound like over a synth vibe through the whole thing it's so different than it was like the adult version of sixth grade me like was <laughs> like thinking about these kind of same things with a different lens on it all like an adult lens and it really was you know like it it's i yeah the first listen back to this because i haven't listened to it in maybe a year or so it was like i'm just remembering all these pieces of the way my life was stitching it back together so this was like a big baggage album for me not like a oh god i can't listen to it but oh shit this felt so positive at the time so many feels so many emotions right right and like now aubrey and i are married and i've rebuilt a completely different life that makes me incredibly happy and it's interesting to look back on this and how positive it felt and see how positive it's turned out yeah and it's just it makes me happy like i've done no research on the history of this album because <laughs> i have so much history in it part of it i feel can the same I, way can i actually throw just one little one little historical so mm -hmm. i you saw earlier when i was shocked and amazed to realize that the person i made y'all watch last week is actually the subject of this album I was yeah. like, oh. That's, yeah, well, no, yeah, mention that, uh, yeah. But, following up on that, so they broke up and then 20, I think it was 17 maybe, she had some sort of like serious accident of sorts where she had like a brain aneurysm and broken vertebrae and was in the hospital and had to cancel a whole tour and it was like this whole thing and she was like out for a long time. And when she came back, like she would never really, I thought it was weird. I was like, oh, well, what happened? And she like would never talk about what happened except for be like, I'm healed now and that's good. And now I'm making music. But she had the reason I think why I like that album so much with the song I played for you guys last time is because I learned that Kevin Parker actually helped make it. And I listened to the things she put out later and it is not the same. It's very different. And also <laughs> there was, I learned there was a second album that she and Kevin Parker had been working on at the time and she's never been able to finish it. And apparently that's just shelved or got huh. morphed into Bon Voyage. Interesting. So, there you go, karma. Hey, just before uh, we continue, I do want to highlight this song. It is in yeah. my it is in my cut. Okay, I'm gonna pause it just for a second. It made all of our cuts. It made like spoiler alert. It's the top of Jenny's list. Okay, so all right. I am album. so not surprised. Let me say yeah. why. He who shall be not not be named. Oh. It's a he who it, it is to me a he who shall it's, not be named song. Especially the first part before like the the compression switch which he loves to do on this record so like i'm gonna yeah. okay i'm gonna play something for you guys so hold on let me see if i can get it right right here it is i think yeah right there okay if you yeah. listen to this on good speakers the first 45 seconds of the song are mid-range like shittily recorded he who shall not be named yeah on a four track like all the stuff is right there in the middle and then yeah and then it's yeah, it's, it's full depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, he loves compression on this album. Yeah, he loves like the breakdown of the song. Like it's like a reveal. It's like the reveal of a magic trick through yes, so many songs. Like, <laughs> he does that a like, lot, and I love it because again, yeah. if you have good speakers, I, I feel like if you have good speakers, this is like stuff that just it's like someone like flipped the shades off your you know glasses or something like yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, I was, I had a moment like that where I was listening to, uh, I was watching a video on YouTube that was a reverb pedal review, and the girl's like playing clean so you can hear the guitar, and she clicks on the pedal in the first position, and it's just this like, 
cathedral sound immediately. <laughs> just like, yeah. what? And it, My, I was listening to it on these headphones, so like the quality was just so perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. My only complaint about the song, honestly, is that it's way too fucking slow. Short. Or short, sorry. Oh, way well, too short. I mean, it's just one minute, 48 is. seconds. Come on, man. Yeah. But it's if we're going if we're gonna do what the kids say. I actually wrote. I made myself take notes just for you guys. An all-around banger, a bop, a mood, as the kids would say. A plus <laughs> would bop again repeatedly because it's just so fucking bouncy. It's so nice, yeah. and I really love the energy on that one. Yeah, it is cool. Um, it's a great song. And it was hard. It was hard to pick a favorite because there are, I might not have a huge pile of ones I love on this album, mm -hmm. but of the ones I do, like they're all really good. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I, I yeah. Just to go back to, to go back to very briefly to my baggage with this record. What I love about it is the variety because I was listening to this a lot when I was starting the business. And what I love about this song is this record it just has songs for when you went to the thing and you got a good lead, or you met someone that was important or good or whatever. And then it's got songs for when you eat shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you go home with your tail between your legs. It, it just covers a lot of ground, and that's what I felt like that year when you're just going and you're going to these things and clothes that feel uncomfortable and don't know what the hell you're doing and talking to people and some people are boring and some people are cool and some people are everything in between <laughs> and yeah this, this definitely <laughs> felt like an album that was like yeah it runs that gamut of eat shit and eat shit sometimes right and then like just like a really positive like upbeat track yeah and I, I pulled in some of the b-sides on my mix yeah because and, and so you were talking about a dance album earlier this is like a new wave album this is like Duran. Or like, there's so much like synth and emotion in this album. <laughs> I find it hard to dance to, but I vibe to like everything. There sure. are definite like to me like the dance. Let me look at the track list. The dance songs on here, in my opinion, "Let It Happen" for sure. The moment, for sure. Yeah. The less I know, the better, for sure. Yeah. That's about it. I think. Reality in motion. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I could see that one. But that's, I pro, okay, I have DJed Powerful. some weddings, so I, I have little, a little understanding of what, like, what might work well, on a dance floor. I guess it depends on who's I, there. I, I think that, I don't think you can weigh, weigh in on that. Like, <laughs> I think the people that you DJed that wedding for are the people that have to weigh in on that. Well, you know. Every, every DJ who DJs a wedding can say, oh, I, I DJed a wedding. Hey, look, man. Not everybody who attends that wedding can say Hey, look, people were dancing, man. That's all I can all say. Right. <laughs> that's better than Kevin Parker's first attempt, right? Yeah, people were dancing. But yeah, no, I, I agree that compared to their other shit, but here's, okay, so here's the thing, Jenny. Like, I'm with you, and I do think their other shit, people think that dance music is just like fucking rave music or house or whatever, but people yeah, used like, to dance to rock and roll. Huh? Yeah, or you could, in a very broad sense of the phrase, you could slow dance to some of these slow jams. It, who would, who, what adult would do that? But some, somebody yeah. conceivably could. But if you l listen to Lonerism, like, there are songs that fucking bang, like, mm -hmm. just bang, but they're rock songs, right? Like, they have a the rock yeah. arrangement, the rock instrumentation. But I think they could work on a dance floor. That's see, that's to me like people like they make this big leap between lonerism and this. I actually see a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the same ideas, yeah. a lot of the same vibe, different arrangement, different instrumentation. Yeah, it like different arrangement. It feels like fleshed out in a very different way. And that's the thing that I think is interesting about Kevin Parker's career is like. You start on inner speaker and make your way into the newer stuff, and it becomes a lot more synthy, a lot more dance, like drum, bass. These things start playing a bigger role instead of just like trippy psychedelic guitar work. Like that first album, inner speaker's fantastic. Right? Like for me, that I spent an entire summer on a longboard, like skating around Morgantown, listening to nothing but inner speaker because that's just that was the summer vibe. That's yeah. so good. That was the vibe. And, and when Lonerism dropped, like I think I wanted more of that. It hit hard when it wasn't. Yeah. But after a couple of weeks, when I came back to it, it was just like this beautiful. It's like it just blossomed. 
when I stepped away from it with preconceived notions and came back into what that album was. Yeah. And then, like I say, this this album was like, I think it was like for somebody who listens to a lot of music and is like emotionally invested in a lot of the music he listens to. This is like an emotional expression for me. This album was like so perfect for that time because it what it, it allowed like. It allowed me to reflect on the things that were good and bad that were no more, and reflect on like how I was going to sit in moving forward into new things, and it was like just the amount of right amount of distance from bad stuff, and just the right like amount of new interesting stuff, and this dropped, and I was just like banging this for a full like two or three months. Daily, it's such a good album. It's it has space in a lot of the songs. It gets a little jammy. It gets a little. Let it happen is long. That's long for an album album opener. It it gets boring. It gets interesting. And it goes back to boring, and that's why it <laughs> didn't really make huh. the cut. Not that it's ever fully boring, but it just there's too much there's too much kind of bass. Yeah. Like like. Stay, there's too much stability in that song, and then it gets weird, and I'm really into it. You didn't let it happen all the way, I guess. <laughs> it, it happened, and I was like, "Oh, I got here," and then it went somewhere else. I was like, "Wait, we were here. we were happening, yeah." We were at, <laughs> and so like when I made my cut on this, I also tried to do something something that that is akin to the CD days of our youth. It was hard to cut a lot of it out because it's like, I'm so into it. Yeah. But I, I tried to put two tracks that I liked that were very different from the rest of the album as like the, what would be the hidden track. That I don't know, I'm sure we all have our experience with that. Oh, I love the hidden track, for me, man. For me, it's like when I put Nine Inch Nails Broken into the CD player the first time and it told me there were 99 tracks. I was like, what? What's happening here? I was led to believe there were nine nails, not 99. <laughs> 99 <laughs> nails, but a, but a trendy, but, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But yeah, like for me, like Past Life is a really good song, but like is a little different from the vibe for the rest of the album because it's like, it's two different things happening. And then the B-side for Power Lines is like a straight dance track and it's been really fun. So, like at the end of my cut. I just want to mention Past Life because I think I'm, am I the only one that put it in? Yeah. Oh, no, you put it in there. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I know <laughs> what I'm, I just, I put it in there in my cut just because it's a song that gets stuck in my head, maybe a little bit more than others. Like that chorus, it just gets stuck in my, I, I, I think it's so damn catchy. The fuck, I could probably play it. And, yeah. Yeah, the spoken word stuff I could do without. Honestly, it's fine. But this there's part. A, a, yeah. <laughs> that gets stuck in my that head haze. like crazy. Because it's it's one of those weird melodies that you could just keep going. Yeah. I, it's, I wonder if like he... <laughs> could he have made a whole song with just repeating that over and over again? <laughs> well, and it's got Is that, that like, heartbeat kick drum through the thing that's just so perfect oh yeah and that kind of like fake distorty distorty bass drum sound i don't yeah. know aesthetically it's super cool and that melody just gets stuck the fuck in my in my head all the time as far as like my cut i'm trying to see here okay maybe we should talk about because i'm a man because like that's i'm the only one that put it on my shit I, it gets it's one of those tracks that gets old for me fast Okay. Why? I don't know. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's the chorus. The chorus is boring. Everything else is interesting lyrically. Yeah. I think this idea of portraying masculinity is like like fragile and not always like well informed, very emotional. It's like <laughs> really like nice twist yeah. Yeah. and resonates a little bit more for yeah. me. But Man, that chorus sucks. Oh, it, it's so like, funny. I feel it, that chorus it, so much. It's just a little too, like, Motown-y in a way <laughs> that's not So it's, oh wait, okay, so your offense of the chorus is, is it the music or is it the actual, like, he's saying, because I'm a man? 
it's not that he's saying because I'm a man. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it just like feels like hollow in the lyrical content of the chorus. Huh. But like the melody is good. Like the way that it rides the, the, yeah. the actual musical component right, is really yeah. good. But it, it's very like winds its way in in a way that I don't find as appealing. Okay. All right. Um, okay. No, that's yeah. legit. I, I get that. Okay, Jenny, what, what are your thoughts? I don't, I don't, I take no enjoyment in, in not liking something that Kevin Parker has done. And it feels unfair because Kevin Parker is capable of some really amazing things. And he's made some of my favorite music. It just doesn't happen to be half of his album. <laughs> it seems mean and unfair to, to talk shit on Kevin Parker without that disclaimer is that he's a fucking genius and he's made amazing things. This just isn't one of them. And I think that it's hard for me to talk about the song in isolation without highlighting kind of my two main complaints with this album. Okay. Uh, contrary to anything else, just to be really clear, I have no complaints with, I think the sound on this is amazing. I, I have no complaints with any of that. Mm -hmm. My complaints center like around one of two things for the most part. And one of them is that there are several songs on this album that like they have a good sound. They've got a decent complexity and some of them even have really good beats and I love everything else about it. But the melody he's put on it just fails to do anything for me in a way that is pervasive enough to stop me from really being able to like actively be like, yeah, I'm into that song. And I feel like if he switched out a different melody, I'd be there for it. But some of them are just, I don't know, they just seem boring and not to be, an, I'm not trying to be mean, but they're just like, and this is one of them. It's, it's hard to stay into this song. There's just not uh, enough. There's, like there's, it's just thin. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. If I wouldn't turn it off if it was on, but I have trouble trying to, you know, really dig into it. And I think yeah. that's just because Kevin Parker is, he's made such amazing stuff. It, it feels like when he does these super slow, simple jams, it feels asking Beethoven to go play like a hand organ on the street, <laughs> you know? Just like, okay. I, I, I wish I hadn't had the background first. I, I get guess. it. But okay, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because I think Cause I'm a Man is like the most, it's maybe the most pop song of the songs on this record, in my in my opinion. In other words, yeah. it's a really, there's a verse, there's an intro, there's a verse, there's a chorus, chorus repeats two times there's another verse there's a chorus repeats two times there's a bridge there's a verse there's a chorus yeah and the song and that's not normal for him in general like in general especially his older stuff right there were like a lot of weirdness like creative and, muscle yeah like he's like just he's got such an arsenal that it's just disconcerting to hear him do like what really anybody could do the most basic kind of song because there are people who there's are people who made good r&b like slow r&b songs mm -hmm. but like you ask them to do an inner speaker and they would fall flat on their face it's just weird for it to go the other direction i guess yeah I yeah i i think the problem is not that it's bad the problem is that it's up against so many other things that i like so much more yeah. there are definitely Fair. times where i find myself like whistling the chorus to i'm a man there is an interesting melody there yeah but uh, there's so much more interesting shit on this album than that yeah. when yeah. he like dials it in and makes this really tight pop track yeah it's like Good on you. We're gonna go. Over here. <laughs> so okay, I. I'm going over to that. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. The reason I made my cut is I thought that lyrically it was like actually one of the more interesting things on this record, because oh, exactly because of hear. because because of exactly what Ryan's talking about. It's it like yeah. it for any dumbass that just like reads the like track list or whatever. <laughs> Like, they're gonna be like, oh, it's just another fucking dude trying to be a I'm dude. A, exactly. I'm a man, woman. Exactly. Yeah. And then you just actually read the lyrics or listen to the lyrics. And it's just completely like a fuck you to all it, that shit. It's the maybe the only song about being a man that I'm like, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get that. Really, really the song should be called Because I'm a Fucking Idiot. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Please excuse me that I'm a fucking idiot. I, and, and that's it. Like, that song is about, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. This, this is dumb. <laughs> I am fucking I stupid. I'm a man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what you expected of Y'all, y'all don't have the market on dumb behavior. Like, <laughs> no, true, true, true. true. We I'll do have the market on posturing to pretend like we don't. I don't know. I don't even think that. Maybe you have a larger share of that market. Uh, but I will say this, Jenny. Okay. There's a special kind of dude stupidity. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a special kind. One that I'm intimately familiar with. And I feel like any dude would agree. If they were being honest, any dude would agree. So maybe it's a little... It's the only thing I guess I have, maybe it's a little whiny, but his lyrics are... His voice is really high register and he's either singing in falsetto or... He it's, sings in falsetto for most of the time. Yeah. So, and that is falsetto. Yeah. That's not his voice. Yeah. I... On this song, though, the first half of this song, I hate, but this half, I actually really, I wish I could split it in half. Go ahead, Ryan. What I was going to say is that's most commonly, like, what's happening on this album for me, and not that I hate the track, but it's like, they're, like, a large part of the song is, like, not exciting. Mm -hmm. It's, It's good, but it's not exciting. And then... Somewhere partway through those songs where I've checked out, he flips it in a way that it just pulls me right back into it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This, this is fucking interesting. Like, the la- on this I song, see how you can't make a whole song with this, but this is fucking interesting. On this song, it's the layers, the repetition, the slight twists. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah, all the kind it just works well together. And it's a 6 minute song. Yeah. By the way, one oh, thing one thing he does on this record a lot, I, I I don't know if you guys know this, but it's wait, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. The that, like, finger snap abrupt and then the song yeah. changes. Okay? Yeah. And it's I, I think it must be on at least 3 or 4 of the songs, including yeah. this song. And then boom, like it opens up the sound becomes yeah. a lot bigger, or there's some other layer that gets introduced. It's it's really cool. That, okay, do you guys know that someone covered this song? Is that Rihanna? Rihanna covered this song. Yeah. And the cover is quite possibly the laziest cover of all time. Like, it's the like backing track of the song and her singing she, Kevin Parker's part. person's same old mistake? Yes. We'll watch the video. We'll watch the video. Oh. She's a mixed bag. There's some stuff she shows up on, like usually if Pharrell's involved and she's there, into it. It's it's a really interesting use of what she can do. I think generally I mean, there's some stuff she does and it's like her <laughs> her voice is cool, but I just never really gotten into I, I don't know. I think she's kinda pop and that's it. So this is one of the B sides. This is the first on the the B sides release. And it's interesting. Like it starts very different than where it goes. This, this is, is another called, example. This is called List of People to Try and Forget About? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that title. <laughs> yeah. Like, once again, when the drum line comes in on it, it's really interesting. And I haven't spent much time with the B-side stuff, but when I started listening to more of it, it was like interesting enough that I wove all three of the B-side's tracks into into my cut just because it was interesting to hear some fresh stuff and hear what he was writing alongside this album that maybe he didn't feel was like a good fit for the primary album or someone didn't feel that way at least yeah but this is interesting shit this is this is more like where kevin parker went over the next couple albums than where he came from and i think that's the most interesting thing about kevin parker is like he wrote Inner Speaker, which is one of the coolest sounding like psychedelic surf rock kind of garage rock albums at that time. And then he's gone on to produce some really cool like dance, pop, electro stuff that you don't get musicians that make the kind of music that's on Inner Speaker that turn around and make top 40 Right. Dance stuff. Yeah. He's got a versatility and just a flexibility that is is yeah. I don't know. It, it not a lot of people are are in that tier with him, I think. Um, and he's got a but, he's got a way with words too. There's that line about falling in love with the sound of his feet on the wooden floor and and then like the the, ne- the counter line to that is something about like 
I don't want to be silent anymore. I don't want to be silenced anymore. It's, that's like a great two phrase. Like I, w I was really comfortable and thought I was really happy. And like, now that I'm outside of it, like I realized there's a lot more that I wasn't expressing. And, and there's some depth in those two lines. He's really good at that through the stuff. One of the things that I didn't get to watch the live stream of Inner Speaker and I wish I had, but I didn't. It was later in this, I thought that was like later in the month. Oh, maybe I haven't missed it. Maybe I still can. I think like the 22nd or something. Sweet. Like in that case, I, I will try to. I, it was curious to me. I'm intrigued by the fact that he's doing that album again. And I don't know if that's like an indication of if he's trying to get back to some of that. You, I don't know what you're it getting is, stoked. Honestly. You're getting stoked for a uh, return to... I'm I mean, getting I stoked to hear like a new like for someone that's done what he's done like since that album. I want to see what it's like to come back to that sound. Look, I gotta be frank. I did not like the slow rush. I, I didn't like. It's the 21st of April is the inner speaker thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did not like the slow rush, and I was really highly anticipating it, and I just felt like it was compared to this record so thin really thin and like only a couple songs i really dug and disappointing super disappointing so it wouldn't it would be cool if he went in a different direction because i feel I like even... yeah i don't know i feel like this record there's some of the same sounds and some of the same like styles but slow rush is just it just feels thin to me it feels it's like, like too it's an album yeah, I look like yeah. for me, it, I I can I get the thin, but like for me, it's another one of those albums that like I didn't really like at first, mm -hmm. and I've kept spending time with it, and mm -hmm. there are pieces of it that I've really grown to enjoy. Yeah, like in terms of revisiting the whole catalog, five years from now, I may never listen to Slow Rush again. Yeah, I'll still be listening to Currents. Right, I'll yes. still be listening to inner speaker maybe slow rush isn't not every album can be a peak right like he's still i think he tried to do some interesting things and it'll be interesting to see where else he goes i don't even necessarily need him to go back to inner speaker like exactly because i pulled up my the best way to keep myself honest is pulled up my team and paul my team and paul playlist and lonerism was almost just as good i have lots of lonerism songs on here I've yeah. got, I only have one from Slow Rush, and honestly, I can't even remember which one it is because I'm bad at associating names with songs, <laughs> but I think if he goes any other direction, that's cool. I'm interested to see what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And even if it's not back to sure. speaker, that'd be cool. Lonerism, I thought was really good, actually. Lonerism is, like, amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, the one thing I'll say is that it, it does seem like he has, it, it's not like, Slow Rush is not an album where I feel like it's a case of the artist drying up. It's not that he doesn't do things creative, it's that doesn't just doesn't quite fit in with what a lot of people are looking for from him. I think there's probably a lot of interesting stuff to come out of this dude. It's just interesting to me because for me I felt like this just hit right at the right time for me. And it sounds like it, the same thing for you, Ryan, right? It's, yeah. Whatever this was is like fit into my life very well. Despite the fact that it sounded pretty different from, despite the fact it sounded pretty different from uh, Lonerism. Can we talk about Let It Happen? Because this is Jenny's like number two song on here. And this was the first single. So I wonder, Jenny, if like you listened to this and you were like, this is cool. And then you were disappointed by the record when it came out. Yes, no, not exactly because I had, before you made me re-listen to this some more, on my own, I had Let It Happen and Disciples that I liked from this album. So were, there were already more, there was already two that I'd been like, yeah, like these ones are doing it for me mm -hmm. enough to put on a playlist. And the mm -hmm. rest of them, it was just kind of like, I, for whatever reason, my recollection is that I was listening to the album and I just had a hard time getting more of them to stick quite enough. I think that was really the issue. And I really don't know what else I was listening to instead at the time. I was gonna ask you, I was like, if 
Maybe Lewis knows what I was listening to in 2015. <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot of law school. Some really depressing stuff, some MF Doom, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I remember really liking Let It Happen a lot when I heard it. And it, it was that even though I was, even though I gravitate towards the inner speaker style, I was not disappointed by this because this has so much complexity to it. Oh, there's so much going that, on here. Oh, there's so much. There's the snaps are there. But it also, the way it switches through. Granted, like this part, I will give you that this part goes on a little long and it can lose you the longer it goes on. But then when they do that switch and it goes into the, the phasing and they switch into the like the heavy, that is just, it, it's a great moment in, in this album's history. That, may re that re reminds me of like British... House? It reminds me of fucking, what is the name of that band? Fuck. Orbital? Is that right? Kind of like ambient house deal? Underworld? So, under I think Underworld also, right? That part in the song where it gets like a little repetitive where he's like looping like the yeah. same exact piece over and yeah. over again. Does remind me of that. Does remind me of that. Underworld song from the Beck and Error. Is it? Is it Underworld? Damn it, dude. I'm sorry. It's from Trainspotting soundtrack. Born Slippy. Born Slippy. It's, it is Underworld, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does a little bit remind me of Born Slippy, and it's not. Okay. None of those songs would have had like instrumentation like this with the synths and stuff. So this is more yeah. 80s. This is more a little more retro vibe. But the drum loop stuff like yeah. that is hard like a house some sort of house song yeah like there's a reversal of the like they take the drums and they reverse the way they play it like right here mm -hmm. like like they start it's almost like a record skip exactly right? like, yeah, yeah. but it's intentional like it's creating a new rhythm and then they start playing off of it and it's super interesting and this stuff I, reminds me yeah. a little bit of it's um, amazing. this stuff this reminds me a little bit there was a band from the aughts, it was like a French, I don't know if it was a band, but it was like it's French, I don't know, how, like maybe Italo disco type of deal called College. And I think they're they're probably most famous for a song on the Drive soundtrack. Anyway, just the like that short loop with the drums and stuff like that, and it gives it a little bit more of a disco vibe, just yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, well, when they bring in the the, the melody on this again, the da -na -na -na. exactly that part, and and the yeah. way it's so the phaser compressed, right? Um, yeah, like just and keep compressed, com <laughs> right? Exactly. I think that's it. Just kicks the album off and sets the right tone. Yeah, here. but it's interesting because it, this track by itself, it like climbs and then drops, climbs again, yeah, and then the album like. Isn't gossip the track after this? Like names, it drops back again. Yeah, it, it almost feels like, like to me, gossip feels like the beginning of this album. This feels oh. like the single that they added in. Gossip is like the way the album starts. The, the, I actually had a different thought about what should go first, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I, this is actually my. I think this is my favorite part of this song. This bang. Okay, that's the other thing. Is. I do listen to music in the car, and I do listen to it loud. Now, I don't have the greatest speaker system in the car, but this fucking bangs in the car. Yeah, it like, does. it's, yeah. and it, he's got the full weirdness coming out of this speaker, weirdness coming out of that speaker. Yeah, this is an album that, yeah, you were pointing it out last week. Yeah. Like, good headphones or really good stereo system. Yeah, I've, my car has Bose speakers. Yeah. It's not a great, like, custom system, but it's, exactly what i want in car stereo and yeah the way that it pans the way that the phase kicks through just it just great sounds it just sounds great yeah. this is definitely so i i think for my cut i i actually ended the ended it with this because it's i don't know i feel like i it's cool that this sets off the record it's an unusual choice you don't usually pick a fucking song that long to crack yeah. open the record but for so for me i feel like it maybe even works better yeah towards the end exactly you know because there's just so much going on and traditionally i think well, in a record you put that last you put that long it, song at the end right and the reason this i think if this were closer in track list to new person same old mistake 
it would get a little strange. Like there'd be a little too much yes. of that like like kind of experimentation that happens across yes. both tracks. It would be too close together. So it yeah, it really feels okay, here's the single. Now here's the album for me. Also, this is maybe one of the the very few songs that has a lyric that actually like I dig. But the begin this part, that part where he's just repeating that over and over. The first line is, "I will not vanish, and you will not scare me." I think. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from, but it's so like aggressively fierce for Kevin Parker. I'm like, yeah, Kevin Parker, fuck yeah, yeah. You just keep doing your thing, man. Don't um, let him, don't let him get you down. Because he's so, just as comfy as a fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because. Because I'm a man as a fuck you to himself. <laughs> but also, yeah. did you guys, did you see the part where like the fuck you Trevor shirts got really popular after this album? Because of the one song? Oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like, She's holding like, I, I saw, saw her, her with Trevor. I, yeah, then, she left, she left with Trevor. Yeah. And then after that, he had a bunch of shirts made that said fuck you Trevor and like people just bought the bought them up. That's amazing. It was great. Dude, it's this great. okay, this song is if I Dude, had to pick If I had to pick a favorite, this is my favorite song on the record. Cuz so, it kinda, just I feel like this is my like free bird. Like I've been trying to figure it out. I think this is my free bird. I love the bells. If you listen again, if you listen to it real careful, yeah. I love like the bells. I love the drums, the drums are fucking bang. The bass line, of course, is very cool. It's like a, it's a song with the lead melody that's a bass line, which is super awesome. You never get that. Okay, then the, the thing for me though, that is the frosting on the cake of this song is the music video, which we will watch in the after party. And it is the best music video I've seen in the last I don't know, maybe 10, 10 15, it, it, 20 it, years. I don't know. It's, is, this, is this the one at the high school? Yes. Yeah, it's so fucking good, man. And it's funny because gone maybe like a couple of years without listening to this record and maybe two years ago. Yeah, I guess so. Listened to it a bunch 2015, 2016, and then came back to it maybe 2019. And I have I watch music videos with the kids sometimes, and they love it. I mean, they love watching videos and stuff. And so I was like, oh shit, we should watch some of these Tame Impala videos. And I completely forgot that this video for this song is... I don't know how the fuck it's on YouTube, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of not safe not, for work. Got a video. Again, hopefully Jeff Bezos doesn't shut us down, but... It is, it is so good, and their videos... I didn't think that there could be a better video that they would make than Mind, than, wait, is it Mind Mischief? Yeah, than Mind Mischief. Yeah. Have you seen that video? Yeah. That video is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. And I like the less, the less I know the better even more. It's so creative. So I'm super stoked to watch a video with you guys because like seriously, the dude has amazing taste. He has amazing taste, like with picking the people that are gonna do his videos. He has some bangers, man. So I'm excited to watch all the different videos. And right. this song, okay, I guess another little bit of historical whatever. This song caught on big time with like hip hop people around the time. So like, I think it was like very famously like a clip of, or I guess like Travis Scott, the kind of newer hip-hop artist was playing it on his tours like before he would take the stage he'd play this song all the time like before this was like a big thing and i think that's what led to rihanna covering and all that stuff it blew up this record the whole album but this record specifically blew up in the hip-hop world which makes sense to me there's a lot of overlap between what was happening in hip-hop at the time and this sound yeah so anyway i don't know so this this might be my favorite song on the record yeah, I was. I've been thinking about past life in terms of. Do you know the Tom Waits song Martha, where he's like calling up an old love of his and going over like the things he thinks about her. No. There's not a good video to it, which is why I didn't put it in the uh, we'll, party. We'll, we'll find. We'll find something. It's it's the same kind. Of, it's a similar kind of vibe where like past life is like 
talking about, yeah, I started thinking about this person because I thought I saw him the other day. It ends with, she doesn't have the same phone number. You hear her answer the phone at the very end of it. Like, like the very last component of this song is her. You hear a woman say hello. Like, it's really, I don't know. I think it's one of the most interesting things about this song. So I'm going to play Gossip because it's the top of your list, Ryan, or at least the opening yeah. track of your cut. And, and like I said, I tried to make my cut in a way that like plays through the breakup. Got like, it. I cut this as a <laughs> play through the breakup. Like the progression of the story through the songs play through the breakup. And then that's the last two tracks are just, they stand out. Wow, but that's cool. Such, such a cool, this is such a cool little instrumental track. And it reminds me of some of the late album inner speaker stuff like it it really it shows he knows how to make a trippy sound still yeah. like this for me this is where the album starts this is the opener for me i like it i like it you know what it reminds me of do you remember in tiny music the opening track of tiny music yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's similar like set the vibe right I also like how it kicks immediately into the last time I ever done. Oh yeah, no, like, no doubt. Like that was the other thing I found is that if I put anything but the last time I ever better after gossip, my brain just wanted that baseline. This song makes me want to dance too, man. This is I'm not super, <laughs> I'm not the super hit the dance floor dude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm more wallflower, more or be in charge of the music person, <laughs> but. God damn, this is a money one for me. Okay, hold on, let's see here. Reality emotion? That's okay, Jenny. Nags is on your cut, right? Yeah, yeah Nags. I want to talk about Nags. Okay, can we talk about Nags? But also, yeah. can we? Can I play you a version of Nags <laughs> that I made? Oh. Yeah, I'm steal your thunder because Nags is really good. It's one of the tracks that I cut, but like, like. Nangs is one that I think I can divide. So before before this re-listen, I had two on my playlist, two songs from this album, and I think all of the rest of them fit into two categories. And one is like ones that like sort of caught my attention, but just not enough to put on my playlist. And then ones that like annoyed me, but whatever, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And this was one of them that being like spending more time with it actually bumped it up into no wait a minute like that this is actually i'm digging the shit out of this and i don't know if it's because we just listened to a bunch of crumb that i appreciate it more now <laughs> but yeah. the first thing that i thought like this morning when i was like trying to solidify my rankings and everything was i feel like i could almost see this one first and i could be cool with it because i feel like it could be like this album's cracking where it just sets that like atmospheric kind of yeah i could see this it, record it could, starting with the song that. Yeah. it could do that but this yeah. is like the one of the few slow ones that i really and i think it's that okay so somebody once described conan moccasin's caramel album as as one that quote demands patience and I think that's true for some of these. Maybe you got to really spend the time with them. But man, this one really paid off. And I, it's, this is slowed down, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah this, is, this is a lot of this. This is my slowed and reverbed the I fuck out. It. Yeah. Set to some bizarre anime. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you, Toma. I think the only reason this doesn't start the album for me is that, like, it never. The album never quite comes back to how cool this song is. It's a little, like, it's a little more. It's not as happy or as like upbeat as the rest of this record is. Maybe new person, but even yeah. new persons has a beat that very propels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool song. It is, it is a very cool song. Again, it's, this is not an album that needs to be cut up for me. Like, yeah, no, I, not at all. Start to finish, like it took a little work to get this thing cut. See, okay, so this song, Reality Motion, it also reminds me of He Shall, He Who Shall Not Be Named song. This could be a He Who Shall Not Be Named yeah. song, I think. Maybe even on some of the later records. I guess it doesn't make any sense if I don't say his fucking name, but... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I... I <laughs> this I, could I, be on, like... No, this could be on, like, Mature Themes, I think. It could be on the Mature Themes album. There's a there's a sensibility to the way Ariel Pink makes his music, and this 
follows that same sensibility, right? Like yeah. maybe a higher production quality, but like that arrangement, that like the journey that it takes through the melody, it, it all is in that same musical sensibility. I really like the way the vocals like wind through it too. It's it's like really woven yeah. super well. I it's, like that they have they. It's almost like the vocals have a little bit of a phaser to them. Yeah. There's like echo, and there's this kind of like slight like reverberation that happens. And he's not he's not he, this part. He's not singing in falsetto. Also cool. He switches it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't begrudge Kevin Parker the falsetto. It's not. Is it my favorite version of his voice? No. But I I would take the falsetto. I think. Over the wine, I, I would. That's, that's not a question. That's not a question. I don't yeah. know why I hedged on it. It's true. Here's the thing, right? It's I feel like Billy Corgan trained me to accept a whiny voice yeah. in music. Fair. And so I've never really had a big issue with that. That said, I can recognize how like singing falsetto, the whole basically the whole record could could well, maybe I get on your nerves. Can't imagine how tough it would be to tour this record, like with that falsetto every night. I mean, being, like primarily what you're doing. My mom played. It's gonna be tough. My mom would play the Bee Gees for me when I was growing up. So sure, yeah. Falsetto doesn't scare me. <laughs> sure. Now, the thing that I, this is another this and the less I know the better. The baseline are so their baseline on both tracks are so heavy, but it just it has the groove. It drives the groove so hard. And Jenny, the, the drum. Uh, something else I noticed about this, I, I thought I suspected you would like this song a little bit more, just because. So the drums feel like drum set drums, yeah. whereas most of the rest of the record feels it's like program like program drum drums. Machine, yeah, yeah, drum machine drums. That's right. fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I hadn't thought about it, but, but you're probably right. Um, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a kit. Yeah, and it sounds a little bit more like the Lonerism drums. This does feel lonerism to me as well. Yeah. Bangers on lonerism, guys. Oh, super, no, bangers. Yeah. super bangers, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I guess the only thing I have left to address really is my Freebird was. I picked my Freebird because I'm a man. <laughs> and that's more tapping into the whole lyrical content and lyrical content of Freebird. It's very you know, um, book indie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then. Two sides of the same coin. And then my sweater song is Past Life just because there's a weird fucking spoken word thing and then he's just saying past life over and over again. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. And that melody sticks with my, sticks with me, but I have no idea what the fuck the song is supposed to be about or what's going on really. Yeah, I <laughs> like for me the free bird is less I know the better and my sweater song is reality in motion. Like Wow. We have, I, I think this might be the first time that we've all had different ones. My sweater song was Past Life because it's just absolute clown shoes and I just want to like take that dude and just shake him and be like, what are you doing now? <laughs> um, and just know, yeah. It, but but catchy, I, but very catchy chorus, like extremely catchy melody in the chorus. But it also has, I think what, it's the combination of that and the fact that it's just got somebody talking over it. Like sweater song has that, that good point. Whole, like conversation. Good point. Yeah. So yeah, that's it a good point. feels like for those two reasons, it feels to me like sweater song. Even though I completely agree that the validity of I'm a man lyrically might also well, <laughs> but no wrong answers here, guys. Yeah. On on your <laughs> pod, there are no wrong sure. answers. No. Yeah. My Freebird ended up being Let It Happen, but it was a musical Freebird. It was not a, a, thema a thematic Freebird. No, I get that. I think that, to me, if I'm not trying to be cute, that's probably my Freebird. Like, that would be my alternate Freebird. It, it, it gets at what the album is trying to do, I think. It's, it's just the way that it builds and is like this very soaring creation just feels Freebird-y to me. Okay, cool. Nice. Do we, anything else? Anything else we've failed to mention? Ratings? Do we want to rate it? Oh yeah, sure. I, for me, this is like pretty fucking top notch. Like, I, there are things that I'm not as crazy about, but I start to finish this album every time. Like, I'll abandon this playlist and move back to the album and listen to the album. This is like a four and a half star album for me. Five star. I mean, it's 
it's really close to fucking perfect for me. I really love it. So, so yeah, I'm same boat. I, I would say four and a half stars for me. Yeah, this song we haven't even talked about, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, this has this has very specific lines that remind me of my life. Like, yeah, yeah. like there are just very specific pieces of this song that I become like reminiscent. Yeah, I do not want to get as personal as I could get with this song. That's how yeah. they're. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kevin Parker took some mushrooms and saw my life <laughs> and was just like, all right, this poor sap, I'm going to write about this dumbass like There's really some specific stuff in this album, and that's why it's so good for me. Yeah. Okay, Jenny, let's hear it. Actually, before I forget, maybe you saw this, and if you didn't, you just brought up the Bee Gees a minute ago, so mm-hmm. I thought I should point it out, and Mushrooms. I, I'm pretty sure I read earlier today that Kevin Parker was talking about taking Mushrooms and listening to the Bee Gees as part of some of his new musical inspiration. What happened? I'm, so I'm, there not, you go. Gonna, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't do that on a Sunday, but tomorrow hey, is Sunday. Hey man, so. that sounds cool. I like the Bee Gees. I'm not gonna say I like Mushrooms, but not, not anymore, but I'm in a both camp. I'm in a. I mean, Jorge Nolas does, right? Uh, in any event, I, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to belabor the fact that this is not my favorite Tame Impala. At the same time, has. I'm glad that you made me do this. Um, still glad even after doing it because some of them still aren't for me. But I gained two more really good ones to put now in my four excellent, amazing songs category list, which is good. Those two, those two that weren't on there deserve to be there, and you made me do it, and I'm grateful for that. My playlist would get a solid four, probably 4.75 of the ones that I chose. The album as a whole, if I'm being real fair, probably gets closer to a 3.75. They can't all be, like, perfect. Now, hold on. Now, did you rank... Did you do your typical rating each track, addition and then division? Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> Beautiful. Averages, man. Averages. <laughs> Beautiful. But, we need, you know, yeah. there's, there are, this is, there's plenty of quality content on here and stuff that I've learned to even more than I did. It's not that it's not worth visiting, it's just that there are just some dead spots in it for mm-hmm. me, which is fine. Yeah, no, hey man, yeah. But Kevin Parker's the GOAT, and uh, (laughs) I'm really interested to see what he does come out with next. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm super, yeah, I'm always going to listen to his shit, so I don't care if he comes out with a fucking trance. What would, this is a good question, what would Kevin Parker have to do for you to doubt, you know, whether you'd like it? Album collab with Taylor Swift. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like maybe he might actually make his stuff listenable. Um, I just don't see how she would talk over it way too fucking much, man. Like the songs would be like that's... seven minutes about her like latest beef with some fucking celebrity <laughs> I don't even fucking know about. Uh, um, I, I feel like if Kevin Parker started doing like corn Scott, that might Goldfinger, like. like Real big fish. Real big fish, yeah. Uh, We may need to play some real big fish. (laughs) I'm not sure that I can see those two things marriaging very well. And and please do not, not that Kevin Parker's going to see this, but please don't take this as an invitation. Don't. Yeah, no, you've inspired me to maybe find some real big (laughs) fish. Oh, (laughs) no. What have I done? Okay, maybe, all right. If he did maybe some swing revival... That would be, that might be a little, that might be a bridge too far for me. Like uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers in the mid-90s, you know, that that shit. By the way, just before I forget, this part of the song, we'll, I'll add it to the after party too. This part of the song, if you have you ever seen the um, show Atlanta with Childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover, etc.? Lakeith Stanfield and others. I haven't watched, but I'm familiar. It, so, high recommendation. It's a fucking fantastic okay. show. Um, fucking yeah. so good. Beautifully shot, just awesome, amazing. The first, I saw a commercial for that show before it came out, and it was that part of the so- this song set with like, we'll have to watch it, but basically it's shot and then reversed, but still they're going forward, they're walking forward, but it's shot in reverse. <laughs> so it gives it this unreal, like they're walking on a street and the sidewalk, and it gives it this really weird, kind of unreal vibe to it. There's something off. Set to that 
part of the song as as the music. We'll, we'll have to watch it. It's like real short, but that immediately caught my attention. When I saw that commercial, I was like, uh, what the fuck is this? What? You know? Okay. All right. I'll check it out. Okay. Shit. I think we did it, guys. Let's, uh, let's call yeah. it. Uh, so do you want to wait until the after party for the for next week's or sorry yeah actually if you know <laughs> all, right, oh, okay. wow. all right what do you got what do you got i want i want to go back to our high school midnight vultures i guess it's after high school it's like right? freshman year college i think yeah. no it's like 2004 i think wait now midnight vultures was 1999 my friend was it 99 yeah right, yes it was so that the cut I'm looking at is was released in 2004. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, Midnight Vultures. Wow, wow, what a pick, yeah, my friend. What a pick. Yeah, let's go back to like <laughs> I real like that album was weird in a way that I needed it to be. Fuck yes, fuck yeah. Oh wow, that's a pick. See, cause Beck, so much variety, and I mean, tries anything and everything. And oh yeah, no, I mean, that this, was a perfect. Shit. That was man, that that hit the spot back in the day. I remember. Yeah. It expanded my musical horizons because before that, really, I hadn't listened to like stuff like I hadn't listened to Prince, and there's definitely a lot of that record that's like very Prince inspired or whatever. Naysayers may say yeah. Prince derivative, but whatever. Yeah, um, so let's let's, let's take do two it. weeks with Midnight Vultures and see what we can do. Oh, dude, I am so down. This is Jenny. This is another one where, if you can, uh, if you can throw it in the car and listen to it loud, it reward. So it's very depth. rewarding. There's so much depth to every track in this album. Just if you look at the personnel list on Wikipedia, it will. Yeah, it's big. It's a lot of people and a lot of different things happening. I am actually looking at it on the track list on Wikipedia, but it's got last names only. So who are y'all wanna, who are, wait, oh wait, never mind, hold on. Hanson, it says Hanson, which I know is Beck. Yeah. Then right. John King, Michael Simpson, Buzz Clifford, who are these people? Studio musicians, Duh. largely. Yeah. Like, they don't stand out, but if you look at what they're doing, like the things that they're playing, it's been insane. Marimba, right, Marimbas, Shakers, all kinds of like wild things happen on this album in a lot of really interesting ways. Yeah, somebody named uh, Smokey Hormel plays guitar on tracks 1, 3, 8, and 11, and I think that's a great name. Nice. Good old Smokey Hormel. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, shit, um, got Johnny Martin's on here. We got Johnny Martin plays guitar. Or nice. Yeah, that'd be excellent.